Oh, thank you so much. That was a beautiful song and beautifully portrayed. Breath of heaven. Who is this breath of heaven? Who is this child in a manger? Who is this babe that was wrapped in swaddling clothes? In fact, the question is, who is Jesus? Who is Jesus? You know, throughout the ages, there's been so much discussion, so many who have tried to cast a negative light on the one that we celebrate this time of year. And so the question, who is Jesus? Who is this one that claims the attention of all of the world, especially during this time of the years, so many, so many different uh, views on who Jesus is. Uh, there are those who say, well, he had to have been a madman. He had to have been an insane person. He had to have been in a league with Beelzebub. Uh, he had to have been in the league with the prince of the devil. But others say, no, he is exactly who he claimed to be. And, you know, in Matthew chapter 16, if you'd like to turn there, or we could read in Luke chapter 8, or we could, uh, we could read in Mark uh, chapter 8, and, or in Luke chapter 4, because in these three Gospels, the same story is rehearsed. For instance, look at this, Matthew 16, verse 13. And when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I am? And they said, Some say that you're John the Baptist. Um, some say that you're Elijah. Others say that you're Jeremiah or one of the other prophets. 
And he said unto them, But whom say you that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father, which is in heaven. Father, thank you so much for the beautiful story that we just saw. Thank you so much for the word of God that tells us exactly who Jesus Christ is. And Lord, we just pray that today that you would cause us to listen intently and that we would understand even more who Jesus Christ is. I pray that above all that you will be glorified because only you are worthy of our praise and our worship. That's why we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, in this message, I, I certainly can't tell you everything there is uh, to know about Jesus Christ, but uh, I want to hit some high points with you to tell you who this child is that demands so much attention from, the, uh, the, from, from all of the world. And let me begin by telling you this. Number one, Jesus is a divine person. You know, in recent years, critics have risen up and and, and I hate to say it, but even in prominent uh, pulpits across our country, and they've said that Jesus, well, he's, he's really not divine. I mean, these critics get attention, but you know what usually happens to them? It's not long until they pass on, but Jesus continues on, Amen. and that's the great thing. That's the great thing. You see, his divinity is shown by his life. You remember that early on there was an angel who went to a little girl by the name of Mary and told her that God is going to use you to bring his own son into the world. Now, that's, that's very important. 
Because you see, Jesus did not have a human father. And that's very important. You see, Jesus was conceived in the womb of a virgin girl, a virgin whose name was Mary. And so, uh, never been a birth like that before, never will be again. It's one of a kind. And you say, well, why is all that important? Well, it's because it was God's way of breaking the law of heredity. You see, his birth shows us that God is not subject to any human or physical limitation. You remember the question that was asked in Genesis 18. Is there anything too hard for God? That's what Abraham asked the angels. And when you look at the birth of Jesus, you've just got to come down on the side and say, no, nothing is too hard for Jesus and for God. So God had the power to break down every natural law and cause his son to be born of a virgin. Now, not only that, but he has a sinless character. I mean, listen to what old Peter said. Who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth. Listen to what the writer of Hebrews says. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with uh, the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all ways and in all points tempted like we are, yet without sin. I mean, there have been, a, been many good men in the world, but none. was as sinless as our blessed Savior, Jesus Christ. Every man that has ever lived has sinned. All the saints in glory, they all sinned. But there was no sin found in Jesus. You see, sin separates from God. But Jesus had an unbroken fellowship with, Je with, with, with the Father. No man could ever say that Jesus spoke or that Jesus thought or that Jesus acted Sinfully, because he never did. He never did. Not only that, but he performed the miracles. 
He performed unheard of miracles. You know, the Bible records 35 miracles that Jesus performed. Now, we understand that he performed many, 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 many more than that. But these are there to prove to us one thing. And that is that Jesus is the Son of God. I mean, you think about it. He gave sight to the blind. He made the lame to walk. He gave life to those who were dead. You know, Nicodemus said to Jesus uh, that night, he said, he said, no man can do the things that thou hast done except God be with him. You know, the world's seen a lot of magicians. Oh, but they have never seen one like Jesus. Jesus died a sacrificial death. The greatest sacrifice ever known to man was when Jesus died on the cross. You know, love is one of the attributes of God. And he showed it by giving his son to die in our place. Jesus died, not because he wanted to, not because he deserved to, but because he loved you and me with a divine love. The old thief on the cross died, and he cried, looking at Jesus, he hath done nothing amiss. And then he said to Jesus, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. You remember the soldier that was standing at the foot of the cross. He looked up at Jesus and he said, Truly, this man is the Son of God. We look at him in his death. And the only thing we can say is, Greater love hath no man than this. But not only did he die a sacrificial death, but dear friend, he also rose from the dead. You see, the resurrection climaxes every claim made for his divinity. No man but Jesus Christ has ever risen from the dead under his own power. No man has ever raised himself from the dead, save Jesus Christ. There was an old Frenchman who was trying to amass a crowd to follow him. And he made this statement. He said, why will men follow Christ, but they will not follow me? And someone said, well, 
if you will die and be buried and after three days raise yourself up from the dead, then people might follow you. <laughs> but listen to me, friend. No one, no one, no one can do that. Jesus conquered death. He conquered the grave because he is divine. And he ascended into heaven. You remember on Mount, the Mount of Olives? He raised his hands. And he blessed those who were there. And a cloud descended from heaven. And just scooped Jesus up. And he raised up from the earth. And the cloud took him all the way to the very throne of God. Amen. That's what Jesus did. That's what Jesus did. You see, he did not go down to the grave as other men. But he went upon the wings of power because he is the divine son of God. You know, no one was born as Jesus was born. No one has ever lived a sinless life like Jesus. No one has ever performed miracles like Jesus. No one has ever died a sacrificial death like Jesus. No one has ever raised, been raised from the dead like Jesus. You know what that tells me? <laughs> it tells me that he must be the Son of God. The Lord's divinity is shown also by his own claims. You know, he made the claim himself. That he existed with the Father before the foundation of the world. If you were to look in John, Chapter 17, I want to show you something. John 17 and verse 5. Just look there quickly with me. Jesus is actually giving here the Lord's Prayer. We, we call the Lord's Prayer uh, the one that he prayed. That's actually the model prayer where he says, and in, in the the uh, Beatitudes. Here's, this is the Lord's Prayer. Listen to what he said here. And now, O oh Father, look at this. Glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world begun. John 1.1, 1, 1. in the beginning was the Word, 
And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. You know what that tells us? It tells us that Jesus Christ has always been. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? You know, when, when, whenever God said in Genesis, let us make man in our own image, Jesus was there. Jesus was there. Jesus claimed to be God. Jesus said to his disciples, He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. Friend, if you want to know what God is, what God looks like, look to Jesus. And not only that, he made the bold claim that he could forgive sin. You know, Jesus healed many men. And he forgave sin. You remember? You remember in Mark chapter 2 when Jesus was dealing with with this crippled man. And the Pharisees made this claim that no man can forgive sin but God only. That was their claim. No man can forgive sin But Jesus did forgive sin, and so he must be God. He also claimed to merit first place in man's life. I mean, listen to what Jesus says. Jesus said, if any man follow me, he must forsake all. He said, I must be the first, the foremost in your life. Now listen, friend, no one but Jesus is worthy to claim all your loyalty and all of your honor and all of your praise, but he is because he's divine. He also claimed to judge the world. You know, no one can, can claim that function but God. You know, God has three functions. He creates, he preserves, and he judges. And bless your heart, all three of these were claimed by Jesus. Man may question his virgin birth, and they do. They may question his divinity, and they do, but the fact remains that the world has never seen a man like Jesus because 
He is indeed the divine son of a divine father. Jesus is God come down to the world in flesh. You see, the same names were used of Jesus as they were used of God. Mark this down and read it. Isaiah 44, 6 says this. I am the first and the last. That's what God said. Amen. Revelation 22 and 13 reads, I am the first and the last. That's what Jesus said. He's the Lord of glory. Psalms 24.10 says that of God. 1 Corinthians 2 and 8 says that of Jesus. You know, God has five attributes. And Jesus has the same very five. You see, the Bible says that God is omnipotent, all-powerful. And when Jesus was here, he had power over disease. He had power over death. He had power over the winds. He had power over the rains. The Bible tells us that God is omniscient. You remember the woman at the well that Jesus was dealing with? And he said, uh, where's your husband? Go get your husband. And she said, I don't have a husband. I've had five. You know what Jesus said? Listen, here's what Jesus said. <laughs> Jesus said, all of this, all of your secrets, I know. All knowing. And if he knew all of her secrets, guess what? He knows every single one of yours. The Bible tells us that God was omnipresent everywhere at once. Well, you know what Jesus promised us? Jesus promised us that he would be with us until the end of the age. <laughs> the Bible says that God is eternal. In Genesis 1-1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In John 1-1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. 
Oh, Moses cried out, I am hath sent me. Jesus said, before Abraham was, I am. The Bible tells us that God is immutable. He never changes. The New Testament tells us that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Amen. Same claims. You know, there's seven things that only God can do. And Christ can do them all. He creates. He preserves. He forgives sin. He raises the dead, he transforms bodies, he pronounces judgment, and he gives eternal life. And those seven things are also found in the life of Jesus. You see, Jesus Christ received the same worship, the same faith, and the same loyalty which were all for God alone. He taught that men should worship only God. But he accepted this worship for himself. Philippians 2 tells us in verse 9, That at the feet of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. Amen. Jesus is a person. He had human parentage. even though he was supernaturally conceived, he was indeed Mary's son. She was as truly his mother as God was his father. In order to come close to us, to help us in every need, it was important that he be human. And so Jesus had a physical body, just like we do. He hungered, he thirsted, he wept, he prayed, he had compassion, he rejoiced, he suffered, he died, and was buried. Now, because he was human, he knew and he knows about our human suffering and our temptation. You see, he was, he was the only perfect, complete human being who has ever been born. 
So listen to this. Remember, when you suffer, he has suffered what you're suffering so that he can help you. When you face temptation, you just remember this. He has faced the very temptation so he can help you. You see, Jesus was human so he could understand that he is divine so he can help us. And he's the Savior of man. He came into this world for a purpose. To save that which was lost. The Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. The angel said, Thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sin. I thank God that he's my Savior. Friend, I had sinned. I was, I was on a road to hell. But by his marvelous grace, he saved me. And he'll save you. He's our daily strength. He gives us power to live. You know, no person can really live without his help. He satisfies the deepest longing of our souls. You know, in every, in every uh, person, in every heart, there is a longing for a better life. Now, you know what the world offers you? The world offers you money. It'll offer you fame. It'll offer you power and pleasure. But this cannot and none of this can satisfy. Only Jesus can satisfy the soul. He's our intercessor. He now lives to intercede on our behalf to the Father. And bless your heart, he's coming again. <laughs> he is coming again. You remember when Jesus ascended up in the clouds and the and and, and the disciples were apostles were standing there looking. And there were two men in white apparel stood by and said, Man, why are you gazing up into heaven? Don't you know that this same Jesus that was taken up to you from heaven or to heaven will so come in like manner? He's coming again. And he's also the world's final judge. Do you know that? He's the standard by which we will be judged. Now, for those who stand at the white throne judgment, will not be saved, will not be judged for our sin because Jesus has already paid that, but we will be judged according to what we have done for the Father. 
at the white throne judgment. Those who stand there whose names are not in the book of life, they shall be judged for rejecting the only one who could save them from an eternal hell. And so let me tell you this. I, I come to you right now. I come to you with an invitation. Listen, friend, you are invited to come to Jesus Christ Amen. and receive the good things that he has for all of his children. Now, if you reject Jesus, you're going to stand at the white throne judgment and be turned away into an eternal hell. Are you ready to stand before Jesus right now? Just as you are? Are you ready to stand before Jesus who died for you and tell him why you rejected him as your personal Savior? Who is Jesus? He is God himself. He is a wonderful person. He is a gracious Savior. He is our daily strength. He is our coming Lord. And he's calling you to trust him right now. Stand with me. Father, as we prepare for an invitation song, I'm praying for that one who needs to walk this aisle this morning. Give their heart to Jesus. I pray for every single one in here. And I pray, the Father, that every person will say yes. I'm so thankful that Jesus is my Savior. And I just want to yield my life to him today and thank him for being who he is to me. In Jesus' name, as we sing, friend.